And let's pray. Father, we pray that you would help us now to see Jesus, to see who he is, to see and to know and to experience his power. For we ask it in his precious name. Amen. Who is Jesus? That's the question that we're asking as we follow the unfolding story of Matthew's gospel. And it's the question that is again being answered as Jesus lands back in Galilee after his short visit to the other side of the lake. Last week, we saw how Jesus is the merciful Lord who brings cleansing and restoration to the demon-possessed man, overpowering what had overpowered the man because Jesus is the son of the Most High God. And when people in that town and area heard of what had happened, and when they had seen the change in the demon-possessed man, they turned up to tell Jesus to to go away. They didn't want him around. And now, as Jesus arrives back in Galilee, there's another crowd gathering around him. They've heard about Jesus and they want to see what he can do. They're maybe there for different reasons. Maybe something to do, something to pass the afternoon, something to see. But we're introduced to one man who has a pressing urgent need. A man named Jairus and it's there on page 1007 in the Pew Bibles. Jairus was an important man in the local community. He's a ruler of the synagogue, the place where the Jews met for worship. He's a religious man. He's Responsible for the services, inviting people to speak and to read the scriptures. He was well respected and well known. But despite his lofty position uh, in verse uh, 22, he falls at Jesus' feet, begging him to come to his house because there something terrible is happening. Uh, We hear about it. In verse 23, he says, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Perhaps he had watched out, uh, especially for Jesus' return. His situation was so desperate. Uh, even uh, going for help would be agony, being away from his daughter. And so Jesus went with him, and the crowds come too. And then, suddenly, Jesus stops. He looks around and he asks, verse 30, Who touched my clothes? Now, when was the last time you were part of a big crowd? And, you know, you know how it is in a crowd, people are are kind of bumping into one another all the time and everyone's very close. And the disciples say, well, you see the people crowding against you and yet you can ask, who touched me? Like, who didn't touch you? 
in a crowd that size. But Jesus keeps looking to see who had done it. Back in verse 30, we're told that Jesus realised that power had gone out from him. He's looking for the one person who received power from him. Now, as we have read the passage, we already know who touched him. We're introduced to her in verse 25. And if you were looking for the complete opposite of Jairus, then this is it. Jairus was a man of standing in the community. But this woman was an outcast. Jairus was a religious man observing the law which was read and preached in the synagogue. The woman wouldn't have been at synagogue for years and years. You see, her bleeding made her ceremonially unclean. Jairus was probably wealthy, financially secure, but the woman had spent all her money on doctor's bills, getting second opinion after second opinion, and all the time getting worse, not better. The woman had heard about Jesus, so she came up to him and touched his cloak. Now, why did she do this? Uh, We see in verse 28 what she was thinking. If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And that's exactly what happened in verse 29. Uh, Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. Perhaps she thought that she could just touch him and then slip away into the crowd again. But Jesus won't let that happen. He knew that power had gone out from him, that the woman had been powerfully healed. And so by verse 33, she knows that she can't remain hidden. And so trembling with fear, she came and fell at his feet and told the whole truth. Notice that she appears in the same position as Jairus back in verse 22. They both fell at his feet. As she speaks out at the truth of what had happened, she gives her testimony of what Jesus has done for her. But more than that, the people who knew her would have known about her affliction. They would have known her shame at being ceremonially unclean all the time. This had gone on for 12 years. But by Jesus bringing her in front of the crowd and having her tell what had happened, she could be received back into the life of the community. She wasn't just physically restored. She was socially restored as well. And do you see what Jesus says to her in verse 34? Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. This is the only time in the Gospels, this is the only person in the Gospels that Jesus addresses as daughter. A word of 
tenderness and compassion. Her faith in Jesus brought about her healing. Now that word healed also means saved or to be made whole. Uh, And this is what Jesus still offers today uh, for you to be saved, healed. And how do we achieve this salvation? How do we receive this wholeness? It's only by faith. Faith alone in Christ alone. Jesus shows us that it's not some superstitious touch or some action that saves the woman. It's her faith in Jesus. You see, we can't touch Jesus' cloak today. But we can approach him in faith as we take hold of his promises. Now the way our Bible is arranged, we get to the bottom of the page, to the end of verse 34. And we might have forgotten that there was another pressing situation that had just been interrupted. We get so absorbed in the woman's story that we forget about what Jesus was actually doing. Remember, Jesus was on his way to the house of Jairus, where his daughter was dying. But now, over the page, verse 35, some men arrive from the house to break bad news. His daughter has died. And they say, why bother the teacher anymore? There's no point taking up Jesus' time anymore if she's already dead. Do you see what they're saying? They're saying that they think there are limits to Jesus' power. He might have been able to do something while she was still alive. But once they've they've died, then he's powerless. And all hope is gone. Is that true? Well, perhaps Jairus was thinking the very same thing. Maybe it would have been all right if Jesus hadn't been distracted by that woman. We would have been at the house by now. He had been on the way after all. But do you see how Jesus responds to the news? Verse 36, ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. The outcast woman is held up as an, as an example for Jairus, the synagogue ruler. She had faith, Jairus. Now you do the same. And when they arrive at the house, it's a scene of mourning. There's a, a commotion at people crying and wailing loudly. Uh, there may well have been professional mourners who, you know, when someone died, they turned up at the house and they wailed loudly for you. It was a scene without hope. And Jesus asks why they're crying. He says, The child is not dead, but asleep. 
and they laugh at him. They know better than him. Of course the girl is dead. Everyone is put out of the house, apart from the girl's parents and three disciples, Peter, James and John. And what does Jesus do? Verse 41. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. Little girl, get up. The power of Jesus has no limits, no restrictions. It wasn't, you know, that he could help the woman and might have been able to help the little girl if she'd still been alive, but death was beyond his power. No, Jesus is powerful to heal and to save everyone and anyone. He even has power over life and death. Isn't it good to know that? And yet, and yet, it leads us to wonder why Jesus doesn't heal everybody when we pray for them. It leads us to wonder why believers get sick and don't always get better. And we ask, why? why did you let so and so get sick why did you not heal so and so we're back to the question that we asked last week why would Jesus say no to the believer's request and we saw last week that Jesus' wisdom is wiser than our wisdom, that his purpose is greater than what we can take in. And that applies to our questions about healing as well. Jesus calls us, just like this woman, just like Jairus, to believe, to have faith in him, And the promise is that our faith will save us. Our faith in Jesus will save us. Even if we don't experience that healing here and now. But that ultimate salvation is what really matters. Being saved and healed and made whole in the new heavens and the new earth. You see, one day, one day, Jairus' daughter would die again. And one day, this woman would die. But through faith in Jesus, they live forever. And there's a hint of that in what Jesus says to the little girl. 
Now the NIV has rendered it, get up. Other versions translate it as, arise. Because the word that Jesus uses here is the same word that is used to describe what happened to Jesus as he arose from the tomb on the third day. Jesus has power over life and death because he is the one who has conquered death. Jesus is the one who has power to heal and to save because as Isaiah 53 tells us, surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. So who is Jesus? He's our powerful healer who will remove all suffering and sickness when he ushers in his kingdom rule. And we will be healed wholly and fully and eternally as we come to Jesus and trust him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he came uh, to live among us, to experience our life and our weakness. Father, we thank you that he has power uh, over every sickness. We thank you that he has power over life and death because he has conquered the grave. Father, we pray that we would know that ultimate healing as we put our trust in Jesus and know ourselves to be eternally secure. Father, we pray that you would hasten that day when Jesus returns, when sickness and suffering and sadness and sin will be no more. And we pray, come Lord Jesus. Amen.